Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcasts, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Natalia Bonilla. I'm delighted to have Nicole Hernandez. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. It is my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Today in our episode, we would like to share with you all an interesting topic, the color of Pittsburgh. What about if we start talking about the mobile Pittsburgh? Yeah, fantastic. Okay, the mobile Pittsburgh is a stunning public sculpture by Alexander Calder, located in, located in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. The sculpture was commissioned in 1953 by the Gulf Oil Corporation, which was headquartered in the city at the time. That's so interesting. Also, I have heard that Mobile Pittsburgh has become a beloved and iconic symbol of the city, and it's widely regarded as one of Calendar's most impressive public works. Yeah, that's true. I'm a little curious and I would like to know more about Alexander Calder. What about if we talk a little bit about him and his work? Oh yeah, for sure. Alexander Calder was an American artist who is best known for his innovative and playful sculptures. He was born in 1898 in Lawton, Pennsylvania. Calder came from a family of artists and grew up surrounded by creativity. After studying mechanical engineering, Calder turned to art and began experimenting with wire sculpture, creating intricate and delicate works that were unlike anything seen before. Calder studied mechanical engineering before attending the Art Students League in New York City. In the 1920s, he moved to Paris and became friends with artists such as Jean Miro and Marcel Duchamp. It was in Paris that Calder began to create his famous wire sculptures and mobiles because of their ability to move and change with the wind. Calder's work was described to be often playful and whimsical, and he was known for his bright use of colors and organic shapes. He was also known as a pro prolific artist, creating thousands of sculptures and other artworks over his long career. On top of that, an example of Calder's work are a number of circles, a sculpture he made which were small-scale models of a circus that he would perform with for audiences. He also creates sets and costumes for ballets and operas. Calder's work has been exhibited in museums and galleries around the world, and he is considered one of the most important artists of the 20th century. His legacy lives through the Alexander Calder Foundation, which works to preserve his work and promote his legacy. Amazing that such an important artist existed. I heard that Calendar was known for a specific mobile and his artistic career. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, of course. While Calder was well known for his mobile art, one of the most notable ones, Pittsburgh, was sold to a collector and installed at the Pittsburgh International Airport which brought great recognition and significance to the city. His piece is described to be a large-scale mobile sculpture that was commissioned for the city in 1973. The sculpture is made of painted steel and aluminum and is over 40 feet tall. 
Its design features a series of curved shapes and black and white discs that move and sway with the wind. Pittsburgh is considered to be one of Calder's most significant works and is said to be a testament to his enduring legacy as a pioneering artist in the field of kinetic sculpture. However, in 1991, the work was painted over as part of the renovation of the building that it was attached to. The building owners at the time decided that the sculpture no longer fit with their vision for the property, and they chose to have it painted over the original color calendar had it has. On top of the alterations made, the committee also decided that the artwork home to low, in which they had to also reinstall it to be higher. However, doing this prevented the mobile from moving like it was meant to. With some more alteration, they were able to attach a motor onto the mobile to generate a source of wind for the mobile to move. It should be stated that Alexander Calder was never involved nor notified that such alterations were going to be made to his work. So when he eventually found out what the city had done to his piece, he was outraged and confronted the city. Together, he and the city decided to come to a compromise in which they would paint over the mobile again using a color known as Calder Red. However, this still did not satisfy Calder. It wasn't until after his death in 1976 that in 1979, a man by the name Carl Brown was able to restore the mobile back to its original colors. Unfortunately, Alexander Calder did not live long enough to be able to witness the restoration of his work that he fought so hard to have put back the way he intended to have it. The decision to paint over the sculpture was controversial and sparked a debate about the preservation of public art. Many people argued that it should have been protected and preserved, while others saw it as a reflection of the changing values and taste of the community. What about the question that emerged among the public on whether or not it was right for the city to make these kind of changes to Calendar's work from a moral and ethical perspective? Whether it is ethical to change an artist's work, even if the rights were sold, is a complex one. With arguments on both sides, One hand, on one hand, many may argue that once an artist sells their rights, their rights to their work, they relinquish control over it, and the new owner should have the right to make any changes they see fit. On the other hand, others may argue that altering an artist's work without their consent goes against their artistic vision and is a violation of their intellectual property rights. Well, It could be said that an argument in favor of changing an artist's work is that the new owner has paid for the right to do so. He did pay for rights over the work. Well then, what would this mean for artists in a case like this one? This means that the new owner has a legal right to do whatever they want with that property including changing it. From this perspective, this the issue of whether it is ethical to change an artist's work is debated so heavily because at that point, the owner essentially already bought the right to do so. 
So does this mean that people who bought rights to a piece of art can just do whatever they want with it? Not necessarily. See, just because something is legal does not necessarily make it ethical. Many artists feel that changing their work without their consent is a violation of their artistic vision and a betrayal of their creative process. Art is often deeply personal and an artist's work may represent their unique perspective and experiences. Altering that work without their consent could be seen as a violation to their creative in integrity. Ah, I see. So in this case, changing an artist's work could have unintended consequences. Yes, of course, because for example, a work of art may be altered in a way that changes its meaning or message, potentially leading to confusion or misinterpretation. This could be especially problematic if the work is considered culturally significant or historically significant. There are also concerns about the impact that changing an artist's work could have on future generations, I'm assuming. Yeah, that is correct. See, if an artist's work is altered, it may no longer accurately represent their original vision or message. They could create a disorder understanding of the artist's work, which could be passed down to future generations. This, in turn, could have a negative impact on the artist's legacy and reputation. That's a lot to take into consideration when changing someone's work. Yes, absolutely. Put into perspective if someone were to change important pieces of art such as Van Gogh, Starry Night, or The Kent, design created by the gang people. These are pieces that have immense historical and emotional value. If any alteration will have been made to them, then we could lose what emotion that God may have wanted to express and the historical importance that Kente had to the people of Gain and the impact it had on the cultural attire there. Whether it is ethical to change an artist's work, even if their rights were sold, is a complex question. While the new owner of the work may have legal rights to alter it, there are strong arguments to suggest that doing so could be seen as a violation of the artist's creative vision and intellectual property rights. Ultimately, the decision of whether or not to alter an artist's work should be made with careful consideration of these factors and with respect for the artist's legacy and contribution to the world of art. That being said, it is a valid argument to suggest that the artwork itself has a right not to be altered, regardless of whatever rights the original artist or subsequent owners might hold. This argument is grounded in the idea that art is not just a commodity or piece of property, but rather a unique expression of the artist's vision and creativity. The question of whether art itself has the right to not be altered is complex and contentious issue. And there is no easy answer. On one hand, some argue that art should be considered a form of intellectual property and that the artists have right to control how they want their works 
used and displayed. This would include the right to prevent others from altering or modifying their works without their consent. On the other hand, others argue that art is a public and cultural resource and that it should be subject to change and adaptation over time. They point out that many works of art have been altered or modified over the centuries, often as a result of changing cultural or historical context. They argue that art should be able to evolve and adapt to new circumstances and that this is an essential part of its vitality and relevance. However, artists often invest significant time, effort, and emotion into their work and may view it as an extension of themselves. Altering the work without the artist's consent could be seen as a violation of their artistic integrity and a distortion of their intended message. From this perspective, the artwork itself has a right to be preserved in its original form, as a testament to the artist's creativity and vision. Also, it could be said that altering an artwork without the artist's consent could also have broader implication for the role of art as a whole. If artwork can be altered, at will by subsequent owners, it could diminish the value and significance of the original piece. This in turn could undermine the integrity of the art world and erode public trust in the authenticity and value of art. Okay, so going back to the case of Alexander Calder's work, Pittsburgh, what can be said about that? When his artwork was altered without his consent and was painted over on behalf of the city committee, it could be argued that its historical was diminished. Caldor is an important artist of the 20th century and his works are considered significant cultural artifacts. Pittsburgh, in particular, is a unique expression of his, of his artistic vision and a reflection of the time and place in which it was created. Absolutely. The altering of Alexander Calder's sculpture Pittsburgh could be seen as destroying its historical value. The sculpture is a unique expression of Calder's artistic vision, a significant cultural artifact, and an important part of the Pittsburgh landscape. As such, it is important to preserve the sculpture in its original form and to respect the artist's intentions and legacy. However, ultimately, the question of whether art has the right to not be altered is a matter of perspective and context. While artists may have certain rights over their works, these must be balanced against other considerations, such as public interest, cultural her heritage, and broader social and political context in which the art is being situated. Lastly, before we close off our episode, should an artist's feelings be taken into consideration in cases like this or even in general? Well, the feeling and intention of an artist should certainly be taken into consideration when considering whether to make alterations to their work. Artists invest a significant amount of their time, energy, emotion, and emotion into their creations. 
and their works do often express deeply personal and meaningful thoughts and ideas. Many would say that if alterations to an artwork are being considered, it is important to take into account the artist's wishes and feelings about the proposed changes. Altering a work of art without the artist's permission or against their expressed wishes can be seen as disrespectful and may be viewed as a violation of their creative vision. That being said, there are situations in which alterations to an artwork may be necessary or desirable, particularly in cases where the work has deteriorated over time or is no longer suited to its intended purpose. In these cases, it may be possible to work with the artist or their estate to ensure that any alterations that are made in a way that any alterations are made in a way that is respectful of their original inten intentions and artistic vision. Ultimately, the decision of whether to alter an artwork should be made on a case-by-case -case basis, taking into account a wide range of factors, including the artist's feelings, the historical and cultural significance of the work, and the potential benefits and drawbacks of any proposed changes. Well, thank you for joining us so much today, Nicole. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious.